From academic pressure to social media to religion, we discuss the different topics that help bridge the gap between teens and parents who feel misunderstood. We talk to you live about the most relevant topics from high schoolers' perspectives. From social media to culture to our daily lives, there are undeniable differences between how the generations are living. The four of us discuss those differences from our perspectives while occasionally including interviews from others with valuable opinions. It's time to get a piece of our lives. This is Grace, Ben, Sam, and Alyssa. Hello, 88.9 The Bridge. Welcome to another episode of Get a Piece of Our Lives. My name is Alyssa. I'm Ben. I'm Sam. And I'm Grace. And today's episode is going to be one centered around food. So I'm sure if you listen to 88.9 The Bridge often, you hear the show Eating Adventures, um, which are uh, two co-hosts, Haley and Chloe. They talk about food on their channel. Um, and this episode is going to going to kind of be a subversion of that. Um, so we're going to talk about our typical meals, our cuisine, what we grew up with, different food from our cultures, etc. So I will start. So if you don't know, I'm a senior at the high school um, and I come, my background is Italian and Korean. So my mom is quite the chef. She does make Korean food. She tries to make it like at least once a week, which I appreciate because um, I think Grace can attest that Korean food is really good. I mean, Japchae is one of my favorite foods. So, um, I, you know, I kind of wish that I ate Korean food more often, but I feel like with our crazy house, it's kind of hard to find time to make food. So generally, I stick with like traditional American food, like whatever's in our pantry. Um, I would say pasta is like one of the most common meals that I have in my home. But I'm curious to know your guys's different meals. So Ben, what do you what do you usually have? <laughs> I feel like typically I'll have a lot of like you know chicken and like fish and stuff like that. Um, my family kind of just has like a weekly rotation of different meals we'll have. So I think my go-to um, we call it Northwest Classic. It's some sweet potatoes, some sockeye salmon, and some other things. So um, nothing too kind of crazy, but you know. Salmon is so good. It is. Salmon yeah. is so good. Like, my dream is to get my own boat and then make my dad go fishing for salmon because that's how <laughs> much I like it. Like, I could literally have it every single day. If I was a millionaire, that's what my diet would consist of, well, just yeah. salmon. This is this is the best place to have salmon. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Northwest, we're lucky enough to have, you know, all the salmon in the rivers nearby, um, as well as Salmon Days happens every year. So, <laughs> a lot of stuff going on with that. Sam can tell us all about Salmon That's Days. Crazy. Oh, gosh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, Grace, have you been to Ivers before, the seafood restaurant? I have not, no. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so my mom is basically seafood obsessed, um, and Ivers is, like, her favorite restaurant. So, I would say, I mean, I don't like fish or any seafood, but I know from all, like, the um, seafood eaters that I've talked to, they love Ivor, so I would highly recommend. I mean, if you, I didn't know you loved salmon that much, but... Yeah, no, I'm like you. Like, I don't eat uh, seafood at all. Um, sometimes I will eat shrimp if I just want to, like, change things up. Like, I'll have, like, shrimp tacos, but I don't eat anything else. I don't even actually, like, fish that much, but I love salmon. Interesting. Okay, yeah. I think you need to go to Ivor's. Maybe we should have an episode dedicated to food review, um, a little bit copying eating adventures. Yeah, sure, sure. But I think that'd be super cool. Maybe someone can get me to try 
seafood. I mean, I don't think I'll actually live to see that day, unfortunately. I think I'm still in my picky eater phase, but... That's um, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. Uh, going back to Ben, I actually have a question for you. So, sure. it seems like you eat really healthy. <laughs> my guess is that you are an oatmeal kind of guy. You know, you're kind of right. I am a big fan of the, the classic old-fashioned oatmeal, but I think my go-to breakfast is probably just some fruit, some yogurt, or a good old protein shake. Wow. Got a new um, new blender a couple months ago, so I've been getting a lot of use out of that. So that has been my go-to recently. What do you put in your protein shakes? Um, some almond milk, obviously some of the good old protein powder, and then mm-hmm. some frozen berries. We've got some frozen blackberries, some frozen strawberries, um, blueberries, and then sometimes banana. So Yeah. No, you seem like the person who eats really clean. Thanks. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Uh, This is random, but where do you get your frozen fruit? Because I feel like that (laughs) kind of that's kind of important when it comes to how your smoothies actually taste. That's so real. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like you know QFC is very close by, so that's kind of the go-to place. (laughs) But I know that you know Costco is probably Mm, another go-to spot. But kind of just depends. Sam, what about you? What do you typically eat in a day? Um, well, I got to start it out every day with the exact same breakfast. If it's cereal, I'm leaving. I'm one for Special K red berries. No. Oh. Okay, bye, everybody. <laughs> bye. Yeah, it's so- just, it's something I've done for years. Like, I don't remember, God, it must Ever have... not having it? Like, yeah, only... yeah, yeah, no, yeah, like, yeah. seriously, um, since, like, probably middle school, maybe even before, I've been, like, eating Special K every morning. I had a great little bond with my grandpa. We both Aww. used to eat that cereal. It, it was great. I'd be like, oh, man, what are you eating for breakfast? Me too. Look at that. There's no surprise there. Yeah. That's so Aww, sweet. That's adorable. Yeah. That's sweet. You know what else is sweet? The sugar content in cereal. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. No, even on, like, the, the, the less bad for you ones, it's it's kind of nuts. But, like... Can we talk about Lucky Charms for a second? Like, that is not breakfast. That's just an excuse for eating more dessert. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Like, I cannot believe what American breakfast has come to because literally nowhere um, around the world are, like, pancakes, waffles, cereal, all of this. This isn't breakfast in other countries. So it's pretty unique that America has such an elaborate, like, American-style breakfast, like, setup, but... Everything's just sugar. That honestly is really true. But so, Grace, you have some critiques here. So let's see if you're any better than all the sugar. Okay, what do you eat? That's okay. I, okay. Today, all the seniors got a donut. So I did indulge in a donut. I don't regret it. And I don't regret it when I have junk food. But honestly, I say, I, I would say that I eat very clean. Not because, um, not because of what people think, which is like, oh, you're on some sort of diet or whatnot, but I genuinely just feel very good and energetic when I eat clean. So lately what I've been doing is making this bowl, like a salad bowl. Um, Past couple days I've had salmon in it, but it's usually chicken, Um, but it's so delicious. But I will tell you guys my McDonald's order because I I keep it real with my co-hosts and I'm ready to get vulnerable with you guys. My McDonald's order is so elaborate First, got to start with the Big Mac. Classic. 20-piece McNuggets. filet fish sometimes if I want to change it up. Medium-sized Diet Coke, Oreo McFlurry, large fries all the way. And that is, like, what makes me happy. 
Um, so honestly, I would say like what I eat is pretty extreme. It's either like ultra healthy, clean, like green juice or McDonald's. Do you have any go-to sauces with your McDonald's order? Oh, no. I ask for all of them. Like, I pay extra money. And what I do is I take, um, like, I open all the sauces and I, like, line them up. And then I, like, dip. Little condiment bar. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is elaborate, Grace. But honestly, do we expect anything less from you? I don't think so. Uh, I think it's very fitting. No, you told me about, like, not McDonald's obsession, but you're a big McDonald's fan. I mean, maybe not (laughs) of, like, the industry itself, but let's admit they have pretty good fries. They have and I think such good fries. If anyone disagrees with that, I mean, I, I totally see your point that it's super unhealthy, but, like, you got to indulge in it once in a while. Like, it is so, so good. Yeah, I got to say, Grace, even in my, like, super bad binge eating days, I, I got to say that's impressive. Thank you. Like, I, I appreciate that. I could eat an entire triple X burger in one sitting. So sad that's gone, by the way. That was tragic. Was but- that a McDonald's thing? No, no, Triple X. The Triple X restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That thing was like the size oh, of my head. I could slam that whole thing, but <laughs> that's that, crazy. that is one impressive order. Yeah. I got to give you that. Yeah. It's so interesting because if Sam, like, dressed like an athlete, I would buy that he was, like, some sort of, like, D1 athlete. Oh, I totally yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. So I feel like it's it's honestly like if you're playing a sport or if you're really active or, you know, you're walking, I feel like it's justified. Everyone's got to eat more. I feel like we need to eat more good food. Going back to the part that you talked about, like making your own salads and everything. Um, have, so you put you said you put chicken in it. This is this is kind of important to me. What kind of chicken do you put in your salad? Chicken breast. So is it like grilled or like fried chicken Um, it is baked i would say what i do or i guess i put it in the air fryer like we have this really nice air fryer um but it also has like different um settings so you can toast things you can bake things um broil whatever and what i do is i just put everything that i'm putting in my bowl like in a pan oil seasoning and i just pop it in there for 10 minutes and that's all i do and it's interesting because I feel like now that you've mentioned Korean food, I could definitely incorporate more Korean food into my diet, but I don't feel like I do. So, yeah. That's interesting because I usually have just like um, chicken tenders or something that I cut up and put into my salads, but yours is like a healthier version. I think that I think I'm being so healthy when I put chicken, like because it's protein into my salads. But in reality, I think it's just like kind of fried junk food. No, so chicken tenders are so good. They're so yeah. good. Honestly, a lot of the times, I mean, what do you guys think about the statement like you are what you eat? Like a lot of people say like, you know, if you eat healthy, you're going to feel good about yourself. And then like, um, you know, if you eat unhealthy, then like you kind of don't have the energy. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of kind of controversy around that. What are you guys' opinions? I think it's just important to have a lot of balance in one's diet. I think it's okay to let yourself, you know, maybe have a a cheat meal every once in a while. Um, But I I, I do think, you know, if if you're eating healthy more often than not, you're going to feel a little better than if you're not eating, you know, the healthy foods and stuff like that. But But like I said before, just make sure to have some balance in your diet. Yeah, Sam, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I got to say, that that would make sense. I know on the days I I eat a big salad, I'm always feeling better. So there's got to be something there, right? Like, that that does seem, you know, somewhat somewhat valid. Yeah. 
Um, speaking, going back to fried things, I saw some. Lo- Wait, how do you say it? Lock, 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 lockas, lockas on my TikTok for you page, and I thought of you guys because um, the woman who was making them, she was like, "Oh yeah, I, I like this is like a fried potato dish that I make," and the comments were flooded with, "No, this is actually a food that we eat." on like certain holidays like do you guys want to talk a little let's dive into the whole like culture thing because the premise of this episode is not just what we eat because that would be boring since our audience doesn't know what we look like um but i want to talk a little bit more about culture because this is a pretty diverse group again obviously you can't see us but i am fully korean Alyssa is mixed and then sam and ben do you guys want to talk a little bit about your culture yeah uh ben and i are both jewish um and you know when it when it comes to the food, there's definitely uh, a lot of variation. Like a lot of Jewish food, I'm gonna be honest, it's kind of a, a little interesting. Like a lot of it, there are like three main sects of Judaism. So you have like the 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 Ashkenazis. So that's like I, I'm Ashkenazi. So that's from like Russia. And not not to offend any of my my fellow. Um, russian jews but i i'm not a huge fan of the the majority of our food it's like a lot of pickled stuff and it's just like it's a little interesting but the two other sects of judaism um one from spain and the other one from the middle east those both have some like pretty great foods like uh, especially like the 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 food in israel isn't necessarily all jewish but the the stuff that is is like is really good and, and there are a lot of fun holidays that incorporate all these different foods. Um, I'm not sure exactly when it is, but I think it's around like January. So it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, there's this Jewish holiday called Tubishvat, which is basically a celebration of, I think, like fruits and vegetables and all the things trees. like that. The trees. Celebration yeah. of the trees. So I know that there are a lot of different foods and stuff like that that I'll sometimes get to eat around that time. So that's definitely a highlight of those holidays and okay i am not jewish like i said earlier but i am a part of friendship circle which is um i'm pretty sure it's a jewish organization that um actually like pairs um high school teenagers with um other teenagers with disabilities to like work together and build friendships and it's pretty interesting because whenever there is a jewish holiday the um, members and the leaders of the organization will like bring in Jewish food. So I remember one time specifically, I don't know the name of the holiday. I believe it was around like October or November that um, our leader brought in honey bread because I think I thought it was just like a loaf of cake and it was, I think it was a honey loaf, Um, but it was super good. Do you guys have any like cultural traditions (laughs) that like relate to food? Do you know what holiday I'm talking about? I'm guessing you're referring to Rosh Hashanah, which is basically like, one of the more important Jewish holidays, kind of celebrating the start of the year. So there's a lot of different foods that um, are eaten then. Um, Oftentimes people will have apple slices and honey, so not surprised to hear about a a honey loaf. But yeah, there's a lot of different food around then. I mean, in my family, the the honey cake has always been a big deal. Um, I I don't exactly know why, but, but my grandparents would always have a box of like honey cake mix or whatever to to make so that 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 makes me happy to 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 hear that you enjoyed that that's a nice part of our tradition you know what's so good passover meals 
Oh wow, that, that so is a scorching good. hot take. Oh, yeah. No, I don't it's know about it, that. it's a take. It's a take. I'm... But what I do is I when I make like the matzah, flour, water, whatever, chicken fat. Two words: chicken fat. And I just it was so good. We did it in Sunday school. Like I wasn't just like making it for dinner one night. Um, I grew up doing it for like seven years. But a little boiled egg, some, you know, brick and mortar, apple and, you know, like the honey and the the chicken fat coated matzah, bro. Insane. Wow. Insane. I'll have to try that this year. You know, um, I'll, yeah, do you just we'll do it just... with like oil or, you know, like... I'm to be honest, I, I just get store bought matzah, which yeah. oftentimes so is not the greatest. Yeah. Store... They're just like crackers. It's terrible. Pretty much. I mean. And there, over like our our Passover thing is you can't have bread that isn't matzah, and matzah is made in such a specific way that it sucks. Like it is, it is the dehydrator. You put it yeah. in your mouth, you you crunch down, and you're like, is, oh, yeah, it is, it is. Well, that's not, because you're eating store bought matzah. That's probably not yeah. homemade like me. It's just it's not the most versatile food. You can try to get creative and have maybe a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on matzah. Oh Maybe God, if, you're, so if you're feeling really crazy, you can make some matzah pizza, which I've had a couple times. <laughs> Wait, that's but, actually a good idea. But overall, <laughs> it is, yeah, really not the, like Sam said, the, the true dehydrator of sorts. <laughs> so funny. Oh my gosh. Well, Grace, it sounds like you're kind of the expert of different cultural foods, but I'm curious to know more about the food that um, you've grown up having um, like, you know, how often you have Korean food and what your favorite dishes are. Yeah, I would say Korean food is very, very healthy. And it's very convenient because a majority of Korean food is made up of side dishes. And the side dishes are just vegetables that, you know, sometimes they're like spicy. Sometimes they're fermented like kimchi, things like that. Um, so basically, you just store all the side dishes and then you just have it with rice. And sometimes you can make a meal with um, something like prugogi, which is my favorite. Americans like to call it bulgogi. So, you know, I'll just refer to it as bulgogi from now on for everyone's convenience. Um, but it's a very, very, like, I don't know. It's an amazing dish. It's so good. I would say that, interestingly enough, there's like no meat in Korea because Korean is, Korea is literally the size of my pinky. It's such a small <laughs> nation. There's no room for like cows to grow or whatnot. So meat is really expensive. So when Koreans get meat, we make it well. Um, I would tell you guys how to make prugogi, but I actually found a video um, that we've converted into audio, and it's like a little tutorial. It's three minutes long, but I think everyone should stay tuned and listen to it just in case you want to make prugogi at home. Here's that video. This is Jia. Today we'll be making bulgogi. It's quick bulgogi. Quick bulgogi means that bulgogi that doesn't have to be marinated. Sometimes I like to make bulgogi, but I don't have enough time to marinate like six hours or overnight. I tested a few times and I developed today's recipe. Let's get started. We need very few ingredients to make our bulgogi. We're gonna start from mincing the garlic. So we'll be using three cloves of garlic. Slice half of onion. Next is green onion. A 
as thinly sliced them. I like to use lots of green onion to my bulgogi. It flavors bulgogi very nice. Today we're using ribeye. You may use sirloin or ribeye. It's important to thinly slice the meat. It's like a ham, right? It's big, so I wanna cut this in two pieces. We're going to heat the pan over medium-high heat. Then add about one tablespoon of oil. I'm using canola oil today. If the pan is heated, then put the meat on the pan. The meat is thinly sliced, so try to spread them like that. The onion goes together with the meat. When the meat starts to get cooked, sprinkle brown sugar over the meat first. And then make a small hole in the middle of the pan. And we're going to add soy sauce. This is dark soy sauce. Along with, this is oyster sauce. We're using about one teaspoon of oyster sauce. So bring the sauce to a boil along with black pepper. When it starts to bubble like that, we're going to add minced garlic to it. Thoroughly mix them. And we're going to add sliced green onion to it. Make sure you toss well the meat. When the meat looks cooked, turn off the heat and drizzle a little bit of sesame oil on the top. It's pretty simple, easy to try. Literally, it was cooked in 10 minutes, but it looks awesome. It's pretty easy to make. The only thing that I want you to keep in mind is put all the ingredients in order. So brown sugar goes first and then soy sauce. Don't forget to bring soy sauce and oyster sauce to a boil along with the garlic and then toss everything dynamic in a high heat. Then it's done. I hope you enjoy my recipe as well. Thank you for watching. See you next time. Well, Grace, that was an adorable little video, learning how to make bulgogi. So actually, funny little story. So I did go to Maryland recently because that's where my brother goes to college and that's where my um, Korean grandma lives. So for some reason, my brother really, really, really wanted Korean barbecue. So we found a Korean barbecue restaurant. It was like a hole in the wall. It was pretty tiny, but we went there and I honestly, I didn't know about this side dish thing until like we went to that restaurant, but there weren't really like main entrees that we got served like right when we went there it wasn't like oh like bread is the main appetizer for everyone on the table like traditionally at American restaurants it was like they brought us six little bowls of different side dishes and then we got to like pick and choose different um items to put on our plate and of course rice is the staple um and soy sauce so I would say it's really cool how there's combination of a lot of different food so that you can try a lot of things. Um, I feel like I sound like my mom right now, but she loves to try everything. So I think that's kind of where she got, maybe she got that inspiration from, but she likes to have little bits and pieces just to say that she's had it before. Um, but I think it was really good experience going to the K barbecue restaurant. Um, I, I just learned that I said bulgogi wrong my whole life. Um, so I might need to work on that. But 
Next. No worries. No worries. <laughs> Next, I did prepare a little food quiz because I always have some kind of quiz for you guys to test your knowledge, whether it's on news or Super Bowl information. Uh, but this one is about food, and these are really random facts. So I honestly will be very impressed if you get any of these right. So I have seven questions here. So I think how it'll work is I'll just ask the question, and then each of you guys will give your um, answer. Sounds good. Perfect. Let's do it. Okay, so the first question is, where do ne- where did nectarines most likely originate from? Like what country? Yes. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's giving tropical. Is it giving tropical? I think so. I, actually, I, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, what were you gonna say, Grace? I, I I actually have no idea. I'm just like thinking out loud here. I'm just gonna guess a random country. Um. I'll say Spain. Interesting. <laughs> that's, hmm. I don't know that that's where I was uh, thinking for tropical, but I don't know. Sam, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam, give your input. What what country do you think it's going to be? You see, I know this is wrong, but I'm going to have to say somewhere in South America, which I know isn't a country, but there are too many countries there to guess just one. Exactly. So I'm going to have to give it that whole continent if that's all right. Good guess. Covering a lot of area. Okay, I'll, bad. I'll second Sam. I feel like giving a, an entire continent gives us better odds. So <laughs> yeah. I'll guess that. Okay. Okay. So um, actually, none of you guys were right on that, which is totally okay because it was a hard question. The answer is China. Um, I don't think that it is fully confirmed, but that is um, a big speculation. So I thought that was super cool. Um, I don't know. Are you guys Nectarine fans? I am. Huge nectarine yeah. fans. Yeah, so what's good. wrong with one of those? Those are good things. Yeah. You know, I think for the longest time, I didn't really know the difference between nectarines and peaches. Um, that's a different debate, though, that we can get into in another episode if we have time. Um, next question is, what fruit is actually a part of the rose family? And this is like the rose, like the flower. This is kind of a weird question. But... What what fruit? Mm-hmm. Um, Sam, why don't you guess first? Oh, boy. I'm going to say, like, like, um, Ben, how about you? Oh, yeah, Ben, why don't I'm, you? I'm very unsure. I feel like it can't really be a berry or one of, like, the stone fruits. So, hmm. Oh, gosh, this is a tricky one. You know what? I feel like maybe this was a trick question. I'm going to go with a nectarine, even, even though I know that's 100% not the right answer. I think I'm going to have to go with blackberry because they both have, like, pokey bits. Mm. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Wait, but like, Wait, that's actually a good... Sam, like, there's, like, blackberry bushes, like, on Mercer Island, though. Like, <laughs> I don't see any roses near there. That's a good point, but, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's my guess. <laughs> okay, I'm going to guess strawberries because they're the same color. Alyssa, give us the answer. Okay. I'm sorry, Ben. Could you repeat your um, answer? Because I don't think I heard it. I think I just went with nectarines. That's not the right answer. That's so funny. No, that's a good guess, but I would say that Sam was the closest. No way. The answer is actually raspberries. (gasps) Oh, my I thought that was a super close answer to Sam. I'm surprised you didn't guess raspberries because they're the same color as roses pretty much. But um, good guesses, you guys. I think I would have done like an apple or something. I don't even know. But... That was a tough question. Um, next is a true or false question. So this is pistachios are 
not actually nut. So, okay, I think the true or false with the not is kind of confusing. So you can just tell me whether or not you think a pistachio is a nut. I feel like it's because you included it in this quiz, I'm going to say no, it's not enough yeah, because same that here. seems like the most surprising outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I know this is totally not what we're talking about here, but pistachio ice cream is just not that color, right? What are you what? talking about? No, it's not a nut. That's my answer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Grace. Oh, yeah, I agree with these guys. It's not a nut. Okay, I feel like that was a pretty easy answer maybe because of the way I set up the question but you guys are all right pistachios are actually not a nut which I thought was weird because like they're the only quote-unquote nuts that like I actually include in my diet I feel like I'm not a very healthy person like pecans I don't think I've ever had so I'm not a very healthy person um but now I'm sad to say that I actually really don't include a lot of variety in my diet um next question is what country did Caesar salad originate from and I think I, what I meant is like the Caesar dressing. Okay. Gotcha. So I'm going to guess Italy. I feel like hmm, Italy seems like the, the obvious answer. So I feel like it's going to be something random. Yeah. No, I'm going to go with like right. Canada. That's, that's, <laughs> that, not the, that's not the right answer, but I'm going to just go with Canada. Okay. I'll say like uh, England. I don't know. Okay, those were, I think, um, Grace, I probably would have gone with your answer Mm -hmm. as well. But this one kind of surprised me. It actually originates from Mexico. Um, Oh, I saw a TikTok about that. Yeah, yeah. So a man with the last name Caesar actually um, created Caesar, I believe it was in the 1900s, um, like early, early, in one of the earlier decades. So that's actually my favorite type of salad. And I think it's the only salad that I'll actually eat because... I don't know, like, I think this is an unpopular opinion, but I just cannot stand, like, blue cheese dressing. I feel like it's, like, my family is obsessed with it, and I think I was born into the wrong family because I can just, I cannot stand it. Um, That's a weird little fact about me. Okay, next question is, what is the abbreviation for spam? Um, um, wait, 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 wait. I got this. I got this. Uh, okay, maybe I don't got this. Someone go ahead. No, because I saw a TikTok about this too. What? Wait, what is the abbreviation for spam? Like sausage, it's like pork. Sorry, it's not. It doesn't. Wait. It's not an acronym. Um, or but spam me, is a combination oh. of two different words. So oh, what word? Gotcha. Sorry, okay. I don't think that made sense. No, 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 no worries. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Pork is definitely one of the. Well, it's ham, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's a ham. Half. Oh my gosh. Well, what's the spam? Uh. Pork, <laughs> pork. But what's the S? No, but they're both pork. Because I know there's chicken in there. Because I, I've looked on the back of one of these things. Oh, that's and awful. Yeah, we got machine. Wait, it was machine separated chicken. I think was one of the ingredients, which was very memorable. Clearly, um, that was slightly disturbing to hear that. Um, so to any of you spam lovers, I like you gotta spam. read the back of that thing. It's a little. I concerning. eat McDonald's. Spam doesn't scare me. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but I mean, there's something unsettling about the the shape of the meat you're eating. Like it's it's a. You rectangle. could say that about hot dogs. Oh yeah. Well, there's a lot concerning about hot dogs <laughs> too. What are your other um, Ben and Grace? What are your guesses? I'm gonna go with super ham. 
okay good guess good guess i'm gonna say sausage ham okay um that was a really tricky question actually the answer is spiced ham which i thought it'd be like sliced ham because it's like a little like blob of ham but it's spiced which i thought was pretty interesting um do any of you guys actually like or eat spam yeah i like it i mean like um it's pretty popular amongst um japanese hawaiian cuisines and i enjoy that kind of food so i like it you know the concept has always been a little gross to me but i have a friend who like lives by spam so i tried it once and it wasn't actually the worst thing i've ever had so you know that was i'm gonna have to give it a a rating of whatever yeah that's my opinion Okay, on to the second to last question. What country did California rolls and Hawaiian pizza originate from? Um, seeing that they're pro- they're originated from the same place, it's probably not Japan. Um, California rolls and pizza. I'm going to guess Canada. I mean, if it's if it's called California rolls and Hawaiian pizza, I I feel like I'm tempted to guess the U.S., but yeah, I'm going to just go with the U.S. for this one. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the U.S. as well. Okay, one of you guys was correct, and that is Grace. The answer is Canada, and that was meant to be a trick question because the fact that they used, uh, both of these foods have state names, California and Hawaii, I thought was pretty interesting. Um, But, I mean, I would never have guessed that. I would have probably thought some country that has, like, similar cuisine to California rolls, maybe, like, Japan or some country in Asia. But that was um, good job to you, Grace. And our last question is a true or false question. So, true or false, um, pound cakes are one pound. I feel like one can make a, a pound cake that is, like... There could be a half pound cake. There could be a two pound cake. I feel like there there could be a lot of different sizes for a pound cake. But I would say generally, um, a pound for an entire cake seems seems kind of heavy. So I'm gonna say no. This is false. I'm gonna guess the pound bit has something to do with like the British pound. So maybe it was like a, you oh. pay a pound for the whole cake. I don't know. Oh, that's that, really That's smart. my idea here. That's probably wrong, but. Yeah, I am going to also go with false because I agree with these two. Okay, you guys are correct. In the context, I did mean like one pound heavy, uh, but I would have thought the same thing about like British currency. Uh, but the thought behind the pound cakes is that the main ingredients to to make this cake all equal one pound. So I guess like however many ingredients you use to make it, like if you use five ingredients, then the cake would um, be five pounds when you're done with it. Which is kind of interesting because using a whole pound for something, like, the proportions would not be correct, like, coming from a baking standpoint. So, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I don't think I've ever actually had pound cake. Have any of you guys eaten it that can speak on how it actually tastes? Yeah, I mean, that's good stuff. You got the little frozen, it comes in, like, a little foil thing. You peel off the top and you got the little cake. I know Costco used to do, like, a cinnamon pound cake that was pretty good, too. But you put some, like, whipped cream and strawberries on that, and you're set. Like, that's a that's a good thing. That sounds pretty good. Um, speaking of desserts, I know this episode is coming to an end pretty soon. 
but um, I'm personally going to go home and eat because I'm pretty hungry after talking about all this food. But I do want to end with a little bit of dessert because you can't finish a meal without having a little bit of dessert afterwards. So I know that around Valentine's Day, um, like chocolate covered strawberries and for some reason donuts come to the top of my mind when I'm thinking of desserts for Valentine's Day. Um, And we actually, us seniors, did have donuts if you went to the Islander Hour assembly. They, I guess, rewarded us with donuts. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting that they didn't tell us there'd be donuts there, um, but I think that it was a reward for those who decided to come without an incentive. But I'm glad I went because, I mean, the donuts were pretty good. Um, But I'm curious to hear from you guys what dessert is like. If you could only live with one dessert for the rest of your life, what would that be? Um, I'll go first. I would probably have to say just chocolate. I think chocolate is so versatile and so good, specifically dark chocolate. I think I'm gonna have to go with uh, babka. It's a you know kind of like a loaf with some chocolate in in the middle and and all around some kind of chocolate swirl. So that's definitely my go-to dessert for like holidays and stuff. Yeah, I gotta go for a, a good brownie like. When those things are really chocolatey and really rich, ooh, I like those. Well, Grace, you almost had me at the chocolate. I would say dark chocolate, but I don't think that I can live without chocolate chip cookies, the OG. I mean, they're just, I feel like I could never get sick of them. And I I know, like, saying that, like, if I actually ate, like, 10 chocolate chip cookies, I'd probably throw up. But, I mean, seriously, they're chocolate chip cookies. So, I know that I'm going to go home and absolutely devour whatever's in my pantry, but I hope that you as well um, maybe got a little bit of inspiration from all this food. Um, Maybe go home and make some bulgogi or look up another video on how to do that. But thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Get a Piece of Our Lives, and you can listen next Wednesday for our Valentine's Day episode.